Welcome to the Cleaning Up Business Podcast. My name's Chris Kilfoyle and I'm going to be your host. In every episode, we're hoping to bring you industry leaders from a wide variety of service sectors, disruptors within their industry and day-to-day entrepreneurs with some business and life lessons for you guys to take away. Let's jump in to today's episode. Obviously, you're the first person we've had on in a family scenario. We leave family life at the door. When you walk in here, it's business. Totally agree with that. Did you struggle with that initially? Then I had 3,000 products to learn. And I just knew a toilet roll to be a toilet roll. So I felt the pressure straight away. Nothing like a deep end. But what I came to realise straight away, as much as it's fun, every day was the same. Is that something that people wouldn't know about you? Natural progression was to kind of expand the business. I chucked a stapler at him. You know, accidents happen. We're all human. I think I wanted to prove to him that he'd made the right decision. We're doing this and he's not needed anymore. Welcome back to another episode of the Cleaning Up Business Podcast. Today, I am fortunate enough to be joined by Hannah Tilly, Chartway Danatorial Supply. And Hannah has been the Sales and Marketing Director for 14 years now. Adam's gave me the wrong information with 13, so apologies for that. Hannah, welcome. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We go all the way back to the start. Tell us a little bit about your journey before you got into the janitorial supply business. Okay. Um, So, yeah, went to a mixed comp school in Maidstone in Kemp. Yeah. Nice and local for a change. Loved it, actually. Wasn't the most academic. No. But I just liked school. Had good friends. Um, Like the social side of it more than Yeah, definitely. Um, I was kind of more a creative, so I liked English, but more sporty, more creative, like drama-based stuff. Um, So, yeah, from that point of view, you know, maths wasn't great at it. I think it was more that you had to get it right. There was only one answer. Sure. And someone standing at the front with a board and a pen, I just, yeah, I just couldn't Couldn't grasp it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, from there... I went to, um, I'd done my A-levels, decided to stay on at sixth form. Did? What did you study? Uh, performing arts and English, oh. yeah. Still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but just really enjoyed being at school. So gets to the point you think, oh, what am I going to do? Do I go and look around colleges? Do I look around unis? No one in my family had been to uni. I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll go and, go and have a look, see what there is. And I come across a, it was a drama school actually, um, in Sidcup called Rose Bruford. Looked at what they'd done and they'd done um, something called organising live arts. So that was kind of the creative field. It was organising live events, live gigs, theatre and shows. And whenever we put a show on anyway, so I was quite sporty, was always doing gymnastics, dancing outside of school. When we put on shows, I loved doing the backstage stuff. Yeah. Didn't always like performing, just like being part of something backstage, yeah. putting the show together. So, yeah, so I went to look around and thought as soon as we walked in, it was small, it wasn't massive. Everyone was kind of out performing. It's like, yeah, I like this, it's good. So obviously needed to pass A-levels to be able to get there. So also to be able to get there, by now I was doing my driving lessons and I had to drive there. From where I lived, it would have been, you know, I lived in a village. Yeah. It was a two-hour bus just to the town, then to get a train and then switch trains. So the only way to get there would be to pass driving tests. 
So that was in the back of my mind. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I, I'm just going to apply anyway. So I did. A-level results came. Didn't get what I needed. Didn't. I thought, what am I going to do? So um, I ran my tutor straight away and said, oh, I'm not going to be able to come. That's exactly what I wanted to do, but I can't, can't get there. And he said the best thing. He said, do you know what? That test, all that does is just show me that you can pass that, that particular bit of paper. Yep. That doesn't tell me anything about you. You know, you think, actually, yeah, that's, that's why I'm doing this. I wanted to go into a creative field. A bit of paper is not going to show anyone how you are. No, of course. So that was rare. Like, it's the first time someone had actually kind of said to you, you, you don't, don't need a to, bit of paper. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So ironic, we speak to people that on, the, on the channel all the time that go yeah. to uni and things like that. And I don't think we've ever had anyone on that's said, actually, you know, the results I got from uni mm. or, I mean, me, GCSEs, I flunked my GCSEs. I think yeah. I, had the, I had the capability there, but like yeah. you, I enjoyed the social side of school and I chose yeah. to mess about more than I did uh, apply myself. I have never once been asked for my, GC, you know, for yeah. my results, GCSEs, and then it's not, it doesn't define you, does it? No, absolutely Clearly not. didn't in your case. Yeah, so yeah. Did, you, did you get in? Yeah, so thankfully I called him yeah. and I'd say that to anyone. Anyway, I think it's just a great thing to think, actually, if you don't, you know, especially now with kids trying to get into where they want to be, hmm. give someone a call because there's always another option. Yeah. And actually, I would have come away from there thinking, I didn't get what I needed to. I yeah. can't, can't go down this route. Yeah. So thankfully, I don't know how it happened, but he said, come back in for another chat. So I did. He said, no, join us. Come and join us. So now I just had to pass my test, yeah. um, which I did. So that was good. First time? No, second. Second. I don't mind third, so I can't speak. I think no. the first time, <laughs> I think he said, uh, I think he said turn right or something. I just pulled over, <laughs> pulled in space. So yeah, so by now I've passed my test, so I could go. Yeah. So that was great. Um, so then off I went to uni. My first year I was driving there, backwards and forwards, which was fine. I was only mate staying in uni was to cut. Yeah. Not too far. Not too far. Um, by the second year, I thought, oh, I'm a bit bored of driving. Oh, really? Missing out yeah. on like, all the social stuff. So I said to my parents, I want to move out. My dad's like, no, can't move <laughs> out. You need to stay at home. So, um, no, I did. I moved out. Yeah. How old was you? Oh, how old were you then? 18? 18. Young. Yeah. So second year, third year, I was living around Sidcup. Um, loved uni. That was great. Had some great placements. So I was up in the West End a lot on some of the West End shows. So Mary Poppins, Billy Elliot, oh, wow. Lemiz. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Is that something that people wouldn't know about you? Um, maybe. Yeah. A lot of friends obviously do. But yeah. So, um, yeah, backstage stuff, kind of sorting out the wigs for the shows. And, but what I came to realise that straight away... As much as it's fun, every day was the same. So the shows that they do are great and amazing, yeah. but it got a bit boring just doing the same thing. I suppose you're on repeat, literally. On repeat, you? Yeah. yeah. Maybe different when you're performing, but backstage, I just wanted something more. I wanted to go in somewhere that would be different every day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from there, I got a couple of jobs. So my first job. Going back at school was uh, my first sales job was actually selling double glazing. Oh, really? I think half the school was there actually. Yeah. Um, what telephone? Yeah. 
Good industry to be in, though, isn't it? Because uh, does it? I uh, yeah, we, we've had a few people in the in the sales role. Yeah. It familiarises you with rejection, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And the first time I stepped into this telesales room, I just couldn't believe like my eyes. Yeah. So many people just on phones. And you had to learn this script, and I think I went in after second or third shift. My mum dropped me off, and then. All of a sudden, the manager said, no, you can't work here anymore. We're setting up somewhere else down the road. And it felt like that. It was a rotating industry. You'd kind of go in one day, and yeah. then the manager would then move to another firm, yeah. and off you go somewhere else. Right. When you're young, no, it didn't matter. So, much, sure. so, yeah. So I had a telesales job, which I loved. Um, and I guess that was my first kind of introduction to sales. So putting a tick in the box on the board mm-hmm. every time I got something, I loved that. Yeah. I loved that feeling. Again, I was working with my friends. So I loved it. Um, so, yeah, it's in trying to navigate uni and working. Um, luckily, that, that telesales, that company, sorry, they set up actually in SIGCUP as well. So while I was at uni, I was also doing that. Who's there? Yeah. Then I um, got a job in retail at Ted Baker. was doing a bit there, so I enjoyed that. And then, um, so I'm at uni, starting to finish uni, thinking, what am I going to do? Um, summer holidays, I'd actually got a job. Everyone leaves uni during the summer. There's reading weeks, there's long breaks. Yeah. So I applied for a job through um, like an office agency for sales again. Um, based back out and makes them. Did you gravitate towards sales? I think it's because I just knew it from doing yeah, the telesales. Okay. I felt confident mm-hmm. doing that um, and I was doing well. Yeah. So from there, I was just literally calling um, homeowners to sell water coolers. Yeah. So that was my summer doing that, which again, I really enjoyed and I was doing well. Yeah. Um, and then from there, so I kind of worked there all summer, got my um, uni results back, passed, and I thought, what, what am I going to do now? So I stayed with the business, that business, in Mates Home. Um, cause it was, I was trying to save up to buy a house. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I kept working there, was doing all right, and then I thought, I can't do this forever. I can't just sell water coolers. And then within that office, the company I was working for, they actually had – Another, they was renting like the office space with another water company in the same office, basically. So the other manager said, do you want to come and work for us? Because I see you're doing really well on the board. I said, okay, yeah. So if I went with them, same office. (laughs) Really weird. It's like, like, yeah, having Having another another cleaner. Absolutely. They just rented the space. (laughs) Just looking at the top salespeople going, well, come over to us. So that's what we've done. That's what I've done. So work with them. And then... Kind of through my experience of working with the theatres and doing live events, we, or the company had started to put together anyway, like a programme about teaching children to drink water and why. And I said to the owner, I said, I know a little bit about theatre and theatre and education is a great way of kind of spreading knowledge. So we put together a programme that, um, like a theatre-based workshop that run around all the schools in Kent, so primary schools. So we got um, theatre, local theatre involved, and off we went doing that. And I thought, oh, this is great. This is Was fun. it a good sales avenue for the water company to get into the schools? Say that again. Was it a good sales avenue for the water company to get into the schools? Yeah, because you're teaching the children how to drink water and why it's important. Yep. Um, 
And then from that, yeah, they put in water coolers and, oh, and all sorts. This was quite a few years ago. That's when outside water coolers. the box, isn't it? That's outside the box thinking. I've never yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously now, when you think water coolers, you don't really see as many of them anymore. No. But back then, yeah. Um, and just the main thing was the education, teaching children. So that's what we done. Toured around the schools. Yeah. Was actually really enjoying it. Was was doing good. And then from there, mum and dad would always wanted to retire from the business. Because they had a janitorial supply business in the background, didn't they? Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of came from so dad many moons ago had a franchise um just selling chemicals. Mum obviously raised me and my brother. Um was busy enough being a mum. Yeah. So dad was busy doing that and then he thought, you know what, I could do this by myself. So he set up my mum initially just to do paper. Okay. So we I still remember it now. She had this dad bought her this little van. Do you remember what um Little, it's a little Bedford Rascal. Uh, the little square yeah, box I think I know, I know the ones Absolutely about. tiny. So on the school holidays, my brother, bless him, would sit on the wheel arch in the back. I'd sit in the front on the booster seat and we'd load it up. And we had, or well, they had, Hempstead Valley yeah, as, as their customer. Yeah. So mum would promise us a KFC. That was deployed. Summer holidays, get in the van, come out working. I'd just hold the invoices in the front. Yeah. Brother felt sick in the back going... Older, older or younger brother? Older. Older. So, you know what Boxley Hill's like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this little van full of yeah. toilet rolls. And I remember my mum getting to the top and kind of going, we got to the we top. Made like, we made it. <laughs> like, literally putting her foot to the pedal, yeah, just I trying to get up to the top. So, yeah. So, dad had set mum up doing that. And then everyone would ask, do you do chemicals? Yeah. So, natural progression was to kind of expand the business. So, I used to work out our old front room at home many, many years ago. And the fax machine would go at night, and I still remember now, just going to get the bit of paper and giving it to mum and dad. For the orders. For the orders, yeah. And then, so it just kept expanding, and they moved to a little farm, moved all the toilet tissue and a few chemical bits. Um, and then it just got busier. Hmm. And then... So now, obviously, I'm, I'm at uni. The business was doing well. It had grown. Um, and Dad said to me one day, oh, we're, you know, our dream is to retire and go to France. Yeah. We've had a couple of people interested in the business. We're probably going to sell. I said, well, after all that hard work? Like, from growing up, that's all me and my brother knew. Was, was, it, was your dad, was it hot? I, I'm interested because I've, mm. I've got three daughters. What was your memory of your dad working? Was that a positive thing or a negative yeah, thing? I'm no, asking for my own self-interest. Yeah, positive, yeah. massively. Um, always had shiny shoes, yeah. always with polished his shoes. Oh God, like, don't, yeah. let, don't let him in here then. I'll be in trouble. Always <laughs> had shiny shoes, old school. So yeah, yeah, of course. tie, shirt, nice. old school rep. Mum would make his sandwiches, always cheese and pickle. Um, and then some holidays, yeah, I'd go out with him. Always buy me Snickers from the garage. But that was our life. Like yeah. if, we, we, if we could help in any way, I think Dad quite liked it. Yeah. And also, I think customers quite liked it, mm. that I might turn up at six, seven years of age in a meeting with him. Yeah. Like, I've had to bring my daughter because I've got no childcare. Yeah. 
I think it just gives you, it shows relatability, doesn't it? And it's, you know. it's how it is. Yeah, of There's, course, that's you, the reality yeah, of most of it. absolutely. Mm. Um, and customers like that because actually he was, he was building a business for his family. Yeah. And here is one of them. Yeah. It's that journey, isn't it? Yeah. So, like with our content, people buy into the journey. Mm. And like if, you know, they're working, you know, use Hempstead Valley as, as your reference, you know, if they've seen you're doing paper products and then you start doing other stuff and you've got that rapport with someone yeah. that's there, they buy into that journey. And obviously, yeah. especially if you've got a family element to it as well, you know, where he's got his daughter with him or his son yeah, yeah. on whatever occasion. Yeah. Um, it definitely helps build rapport. So you were disappointed when they said they were going to sell. Yeah. Or, or contemplating selling. Yeah. So I was, yeah, so just finished uni and thought, that's really sad. Like that's all I've known them to do is work together and build a business. It was a lovely business. And I know people don't like the word nice, but it was a nice business. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and I knew that they wanted to retire and go to France. That's always been their dream. And he kind of said to me, why? What do you think's wrong with that? And I said, well, it's just everything you've worked hard for. And he said, well, why, why don't you come and join and give it a go? Mm. I thought, oh, I don't know. Like, what does that mean? Because I would kind of babysit the business and they would go off to France for like a long weekend to kind of find their house that yep. they wanted to buy. So I'd be writing my dissertation in the office on a Friday, managing the phones, just literally writing down orders. I didn't know much about the business. Yeah. If I could just look after it for that day so they could go and find their house. So from that point of view, yeah, lorries were coming in. I'd have to get next door to kind of offload them. I couldn't do any of that. Yeah. Mum had a forklift driver's license, so she could. Yeah, yeah, you just... (laughs) So when they decided that actually, yeah, I would join, it's a shock though because you think actually from... to then knowing something that you've grown up with to then working there, how's that going to change everything? Like you're you're dynamic with your family, your parents. And at this point, I just put an offering on a house, my first house. I thought, well, I guess then you kind of look at your risk. And to, to yourself then when you're young, yeah. that's a massive risk going from one job to another and you're just trying to buy a house. Yeah. But actually, no, that wasn't a massive risk at all because mm. now you learn a lot more as you yeah, obviously get older. Do you, think, do you think people, was you initially put off by that? Like thinking, well, I'm going to go from an employed scenario to working in the family business, yeah. you know, pretty much out on your own. You, you, I know you, you are employed in a roundabout yeah. way, but was that, was that a thought in the back of your mind? Yeah, definitely. Because my main role was sales. Yeah. And they had a couple of people that would, would kind of do it from home. Got it. They n- never had somebody that would come into the office and actually grow the business yeah. as such. Just like field reps. So yeah. Right. yeah sure. So I felt the pressure straight away. Mm. Because dad always... Nothing like the deep end. And because I was doing well somewhere else, it didn't mean that I would do necessarily well for for the business. Yeah. And that, yeah, that came with its own pressure. But he set me up and I remember for weeks it was... I think he just thought I would just do really well straight yeah. away. But we then had 3,000 products yeah. to learn. And I just knew a toilet roll to be a toilet roll. Sure. I didn't know meterage. I didn't know you know, difference between a sanitizer, a, what type of floor cleaner, it goes on what type of floor. So he taught me a lot, he did, and a lot of time and effort went into it. Um, 
But it was it was a long slog. Yeah. And I remember being there only like six weeks and we had a big bust up. I chucked a stapler at him. <laughs> he would stand up. And it's just because he's passionate, I now know. But at the time, yeah, yeah, he would sure. stand up and he would point his finger and I, I didn't like it. Yeah. But it's because he got frustrated sure. and he wanted it to work. Yeah. And it's only now as you get older and you look back and you think he just really wanted his family to be involved mm-hmm. and it to work well. Yeah. Um, and he knew that actually bringing in his family to for the business was the right thing. Yeah. But how that fits sometimes, you just, you just yeah, don't know. Obviously, you're the first person we've had on in a family scenario. Mm. Now, we've mentioned off camera before when we when we were saying hello. You know, we're obviously a family business and it comes with its challenges. Yeah. That, you know, both po- posit- it's got positive positive side and it's got negative side. So there's no, there's no argument about that. When you come aboard, how, how was that? Was it hard going from, obviously, you know, your normal family dynamics to being involved day to day with your family, you know, because most people don't spend that much time with their family. Um, Then you're dealing with each other day to day. Did you struggle with that initially? Yeah. Dad's always said, and mum kind of, we leave family life at the door. When you walk in here, it's business. Totally agree with that. hundred percent. But that comes with feeling, doesn't it? Because there's, there's the heart element that's involved as well. So if you, if, He's annoyed me if I've annoyed him. Mainly it's me and my dad, actually, not my mum. Are you alike? People say we are, but in other ways, we're not. Yeah, I guess we are. We're both headstrong. We want to do the right thing and we care a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, And we clash. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because our scenario, obviously, I've got mum, dad, brother in the business. Um, You know, my dad and brother are very, very similar. um, And me and my mum are very similar. Yeah. so, yeah, you can get – and it's ironic that I would say the, the two that are the most sim- – when they're similar with each yeah. other, probably clash with each other the yeah. most, generally. Yeah, and he's a bit of a hothead, and I – Is he? I'm calmer. Okay. I'm the same with – she'd probably kill me, but anyway. <laughs> I'm the same with Sharon, I would say. You know, she's very reactive, and this is that is black and white. Yeah. I can be a little bit do- do- more diplomatic, but yeah. still with a, a firm approach. Yeah. So Dad's approach was – Straight away, if something went wrong, he he couldn't like step back and think how how's he going to deal with it. It would yeah. be like right, right, we need to get it done. Yeah, very impulse and but he can't. I can't moan at him. He's created a lovely business like that. I wonder. I've been looking forward to having you on because I say that family dynamic. I'm in the same scenario and and um, obviously your dad founded that, and mm. I can be like that mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm being reflective on myself. I can be like that if something goes wrong. I'm like. Oh, it's the end, yeah. you know. It's the end of the world, and it needs to be dealt with right now. And yeah, I don't know if it's. I put that down to passion, and yeah. I imagine your dad was probably, probably the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, because he just wanted things done right, yeah. um, and he only knew his way. Yeah, he didn't. You know, he had my mum to bounce off a couple of the drivers, but he was just figuring it out himself. Mm. So to bring someone else in the mix, and him being the old school, yeah. And me at the time, new school, especially now, like things have moved on even even more so now. But yeah, that that was hard. Um, so I'd go out, I'd be on the phones trying to get into new appointments, and he'd be like, "How many appointments have you made?" And you think, like, even now, that I just that isn't how we would manage our business yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But back then, I just I think I wanted to prove to him that he'd made the right decision. Yeah, and also. I knew that 
if I'm going to make this work, this is going to be forever. Yeah. I don't want to just give it a go and I want to put my effort into it and do it properly. But because there was no one else to show me, just dad and, yeah. his, and his ways, the rest you kind of just make None up as you, as go. you go along. Yeah. I suppose, you know, your dad's still solid in the business, so he's still trying to do all the day-to-day stuff as well as trying to spend yeah. spend spend time with you. Yeah. you your your mum's role in the business, how pivotal was that? Yeah, so she's accounts and still is. So she doesn't, she hasn't retired. Dad has retired now, which was hard. Yeah. Um, For him. Yeah, and us. Yeah. Um, but mum is the calm one anyway. So, yeah, I mean, she's been there from obviously day one. So yeah. they've grown it together. They've, they would come home and have arguments, even when we, we were young. Like, that's, that was our life. Yeah. But now... Business is nice. It's a nice. It's a nice size business, and we're and we're doing well. And she can come in as and when she's yeah. semi-retired now, but she enjoys coming into work. Um, and she's not ready to let go yet. No, so dad has fully let go. Did they move to France? Yeah, so they're in France, and I'm back here as well. So they're between. between come, both. Come yeah, both. yeah. So. Tell us a little bit about that journey. So you've started, you've gone through, you know, you've gone through learning the business. Mm. Tell us, obviously you've been in the role 14 years. Tell us, give us an overview of the last sort of 10 years. How, what, what's changed in the business? What have you, what have you implemented? What's, how's the landscape changed and what does it look like now? I think the base of the business is still exactly the same. Um, the core is the same. We, we care and our customers, I'd hope, know, know that. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, we react so quickly to them. And then when you don't one day, they're like, oh, where, why, why yeah. aren't you replied? And you can be your own enemy like that because, oh, you know, we, we care so much and we reply to everyone. We make sure they've got the right product. But the toughest thing at the moment, I think, is when it's out of your control because we don't manufacture, we distribute products. Yeah. When it comes in, you can't check every single box oh, or okay. every chemical. So that is a challenge when you're up against, you know, a product. We only had it yesterday. A sack went out and they're breaking. Yeah. And people are putting in heavy product and the sacks are breaking. Yeah. And it's this second batch number. And all we can do is ring the manufacturer. We can go and collect them sacks and give them the different products so they've got something to get on with. But when things go out of your control, I think that that's the hard one. But where it's grown and where it's changed my brother joined the business, so. What was he doing before? He was air con- in air conditioning. Okay. Had a, he loved his job. Yep. But weirdly, my dad didn't invite him in till five, six years ago. Okay. Dad will always say he just wasn't ready to mm-hmm. join the business. He he wasn't in the right place. As in, he just had a little boy then. Yeah. He's eight now. Um. But there wasn't the job role there for him. Nothing there. Yeah, now, sure. Well, now it is. Mm. And now it couldn't imagine Without, him not being there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where it's changed, I think products change, I guess. Yeah. Um, people have changed. We've brought in different people and then some haven't worked out because it's hard. Someone else coming from outside into a family-run business. Yeah, we struggle with that. And we have, we, I mentioned again on camera, we're going for a period of change in our business. We're sort of getting ready for the next stage of growth. And, um, you know, we've got a new GM and he's getting on fantastic. He's clearly committed to the role. You know, you can get them, you get mm. them feeling straight away. Um, 
you know, but struggle, and we're all guilty of it, including myself. Letting go of certain elements is is difficult, but then you're not enabling that person to do their job to their yeah, full yeah. capacity that they're paid to do. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, especially with family involved. And I say we get that. And like, define how do you get on with defining like who's doing what? Because what we the trouble we have is something goes wrong. We all want to like your mm. your sack solution. That scenario in if we flip that to JCD, that would be. Complaint will come in, mm-hmm. we'll all find out about it, and it'll be like, right, all hands to deck to get it resolved for that because yeah. that's what you that's what you want to do for your yeah. customers. But then you'll get, you know, James will go and pick the bags up, and then I'll go just like to pick the bags up, and they've already gone, you yeah. know. So you get bits and pieces. Like, so do you have clearly, have you managed to get clearly defined roles of what everyone's doing and everyone stays within that particular lane? Uh, mostly. So John doesn't really like being in the office. So John's no. my brother. So he's mainly out on the road delivering. He loves and he looks about. up. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. I think doing what he done before, yeah. he's great with people. Sure. Customers love him. He's helpful. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Mm. Um, and he's also good because when he's out and about delivering, he's quite good to get little add-ons. Yeah. Or he's got good product knowledge. So why wouldn't we want to send him? Because no, if, you know, a customer's got an issue, he can resolve it there and then. Yeah. And that's helped, I think, having drivers have good product knowledge so sometimes it doesn't need to come back to the office to be resolved yeah. they can deal with it there Someone and then there on site. yeah um do you deliver all your own products yeah 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 so we cover all of kent um going to sussex sussex central london we still have a few in central london it's just a pain isn't it trying to get in and out of london yeah you can't yeah it's a, it's a nightmare it's... especially when we pride ourselves on our service yeah and when roads are closed and traffic's you try, try to give someone an ETA must be not, well it's impossible not nigh on impossible it is impossible yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so we have issues with um, I find it issues when companies use couriers mm. that's when it becomes like you just mentioned yeah. your brother he's out he knows his products he can deal with customers there and then he knows their specific needs you put that in the hand of a third party it goes back to what yeah. we're saying about the products it's um, it's difficult to control yeah. isn't it um yeah, but I digress. So everyone's got their job. They know what yeah. they're doing. So, and yeah, and I'm mainly sales, day-to-day running off the business, looking at new ideas. Yep. But then that just becomes, you know, it is overwhelming some days. Mm. It's Because you're trying to do too many things. Yeah, of course. Because I think it's the way my brain is as well. I'm always looking at different things. And then sometimes I digress and don't finish that job. And then yeah. I... I just like doing a million things at once. I'm the same, that's just my personality. I'm the same as you, to be honest. I think that's, um, you know, when you're high-functioning in a business that's on your own, you, you're looking at so many different facets yeah. and avenues and thinking of different, you know, strategies that you can go that you get bogged down. And mm. some days, like yesterday, I was saying to Gary, I'd been in the office since 7.30. It was, I looked at the time, it was 1 o'clock, and I yeah. literally had done nothing, yeah. basically, just taking phone calls and, yeah. and being reactive. What, what's the sales strategy for the business? Is it just cold outreach to customers? What do you find is the best approach? Initially, it was, yeah. I was literally just doing telesales. Cause yeah. that's, that's, what what I, used to. that's what I knew, yeah. yeah. So And it worked. Um, and then as we got more and more customers, in the last couple of years, it's mainly just been focusing on our existing and growing them because there's so many other things that they could be having from us that they were buying elsewhere. Yep. Um, and if we're going there anyway, you know, man in the van, if we can put some more products on the van for them, then it just made sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Um, we're picking up new ones along the way anyway because of word of mouth. Yeah. But 
yeah, we do mainly just, or I mainly email out, or a lot of it is word of mouth. There's no real rule on what we do. Again, I think that is the benefit of being a small family-run business. Mm. If one day I want to pick up the phone and ring some new potential customers, I'll do it. Yep. If another day the boys come back with a lead because they've spoke to somebody whilst they've been out delivering and noticed that there was some blue roll next door in another premises, then they're going to have a chat with them yeah. there. You've got that, you've got that ability when you're, you know, still medium, such small, medium size to be dynamic, haven't you? Yeah. And there's no, there's no rules. Is there? Do you find, do you find as you grow, you're losing that? Or do you fear you're going to lose it? No, I don't fear it because I Not think, let it. no, absolutely. We care so much to the point that maybe too much. Yep. That it upsets us. Yeah. If we've missed something off a delivery mm. or the boys have come back and be like, oh, why did we miss that soap off? It's been double ticked. Like we have our little procedures and like. it's still sitting there in the unit. Yeah. It just, you know, accidents happen. We're all human. Yeah. But we'll be straight on the phone to that customer and let them know that, sorry, you, yeah, it, we, you're missing a soap or you're missing a box of hand towels mm. or. So outside your family dynamics, have you recruited externally into the business? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, How yeah. did you find we, that? We did. It was tricky because they need to put up with us. They do. Like some days we would argue in the office, <laughs> especially when my dad was there. Because we just like, oh yeah. my God, what's going on? Might be a scary place for them. <laughs> um, but I think they soon got used to it. Yeah. That actually it's just us doing our job. Yeah. Um, and you've got regular staff that have been with you for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can't get lost with a bit of paper. You can't go wandering around up to the third, fourth floor to waste an hour. Yeah. It doesn't, you can't hide. No, of course. Um, and everyone just gets involved with yeah. whatever. Do you find they become, there's a bit of a cliche. How do you feel about like, obviously your family business, how do you feel about staff members? Do you, do you, do you sort of go along that lines of that they are sort of become part of the family because you're so invested into the business? Yeah, but... They all obviously come with their own story, like we do, and, and their own situations. Yeah. Um, and we try to make them as much of a family if they want to be. Yeah, of course. You know, some people don't want, they just want to come and do their job, and that's absolutely fine. Get paid at the end of the week yeah. and, and then go home. And as long as they in. do their job. Yeah. And, that, and that's also fine. Yeah. But from, like, we have good family morals, good morals as a, as a business, and... No one can ever take away that we don't care. Yeah. So if we ever had a customer turn around to us and say, oh, you know, we can get uh, a cheaper product from elsewhere, that's fine. Mm. Like, we're not the cheapest. Yeah. We're not the most expensive. But our guys will deliver that. They'll go and put it away. Yeah. We don't just dump it sure. in reception or wherever. Um, so it's those little things like mm. the housekeeping as well. Um, we, um, I have the same view as you. In, a, in our industry, and even in the janitorial industry, I would imagine, you've got two separators, really, haven't you? Price, mm. service. Yep. No one really wants to be in that price element, but, you know, it plays a factor in it, of yeah, course. Yeah. But it's the service you deliver on the ground. I think I said to you before we started about the, the team. It's the, what separates us from it, the cleaning company next door is actually what our team do on the ground. And that sounds like it's the same yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Um Example of that, before my time, Dad always told me a story where a rep came in with a blue centipede roll and said to him it was 150 metres. Mm. My dad, being my dad, told him to go and roll it, out, yeah. roll it outside in the, in the barn, and he did, and it didn't, wasn't 150 metres. Yeah. And again, that's because we care. We're not going to sell a product that we don't believe in yeah. 
and we don't think it's going to work. And also don't fob us off. Yeah. We might be small, sure. but some of the manufacturers back in the day, I think, we used to We're chance it. Yeah. yeah. Still get them now, yeah. um, don't you? We ask, I always ask, is there, you know, business is full of many highs and lows. Is there a particular low point that you've had within the, the family business that you'd be willing to share with uh, us? Because as I say, everyone looks at the glory, don't they? You know, yeah. we all put the good stuff on social media, you know, and um, there, you know, there have been times where, you know, especially in a family environment, mm. In my family environment, anyway, you know, we've had some tough times back yeah. of house. And of course, you, you know, you put up shop window because at the end of the day, you know, family issues don't spill into work. But have you, is there any particular one stories you could, you could tell us? I'd say probably Not upsetting anyone. Probably dad retiring. Yeah. Like, Why was that? As in his plan to retire, there wasn't one. Yeah. He, as in, he wanted to retire, but how that would be and how that would go, yeah. no one knew. Mm. And at the time, we did have a mentor and he, Came in and he had all these strategies and dad literally just tore it up and was yeah. like, oh, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. And only he knew how that would work. And we all just had to sit back and watch it unfold, really. Yeah. Um, what, did it, what did the retirement look like? So one day he would come in and say to us, right, you, you know, you're running it now. It's down to you. You yeah. make all these decisions. And then the next day he wanted the control again. Got you. So it was so confusing. Mm-hmm. But now we know, looking at it, it was just his way of trying to step back from the business. Yeah. So he eventually just kind of came in for like three days yeah. at the five. And then it just naturally happened, yeah. actually. Hmm. I mean, there wasn't like a set plan of how, how that would be or how it should go. Hmm. I mean, I imagine it, that was hard for you, for you guys because yeah. one minute you think, right, I've got a hold of this. This yeah. is how it's going to be moving forward. Yeah. Dad comes back in and goes, no, actually, you know, yeah. I'm back in. Back in doing like, frustrating, like this. and that would cause arguments. Yeah, um, but only because we all care again. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, probably because he didn't want to let go, right? He didn't, and now he he'll say that. Yeah. So on a Friday, that's usually when they would travel to France. Yeah. So he'd stir the pot. He'd make like a whole new thing up. He'd go and look at a new product, and then on Monday, loads of new samples would arrive. Like just something that we didn't need. Yeah. But that was him. Just I think maybe either testing us or I don't know but I think the hardest bit was the control yeah. from from both sides actually for for him to let go yeah. and for us to say right we're just doing this now yeah how did you resolve it in the end or did it resolve I think it itself? just time yeah yeah time and then eventually he wasn't in as much anymore mm. and we was just doing it just getting on and you you don't realize actually how it, things happen, it yeah. just does, doesn't just it? Just gets there. And, and maybe he's gone away and, you know, realised actually, oh, I've took a week off this week and everything's still going as it should be, Absolutely, you know. Yeah. Does he still keep in touch with the business in terms of... He comes you know, in, has a coffee, has a chat, yeah, and then realises there's no need for him. Yeah. I think he hated it when we was trying to understand how he would kind of leave the business as yeah. such. We'd give him a new job to do out in the out in the yard and yeah. do some picking. Hmm. We gave him a bit of paper and what he needed to pick. He didn't <laughs> like it, so that soon got rid of him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I've had enough. Yeah, of this. I'm didn't like going. that. Didn't like the con- that he wasn't in control. Yeah, and I think again because it was his baby from hmm. from the beginning. Yeah, and to realise that actually no, they they can do it. Yeah, he still calls us the kids. We're still the kids. It's gonna be always your kids, yeah. aren't you? The I can imagine. I I can imagine from his perspective, because, you know, being founder of our business from zero, you know, the thought of actually I'm not needed there Yeah. now. I think that's probably the crux of it, isn't yeah. it? 
I've spent my life doing this business and it's to a point, and we all aspire to be mm. there. You know, you want a business that functions without you. Um, but to, like even me thinking about it now, if I think, you know, my business got to a point where people were saying, to, or, you know, not saying to me, but in a roundabout way, actually, Chris, we don't need you don't here. Need to, We're yeah. going where it should. You go and do what you want to do. I imagine that's tough. Yeah. And because he had always had it in his mind that they were going to retire at yeah. some point, I think when he kind of eventually took a seat, a step back, and we was actually able to just do it. Mm. I think, yeah, it was a shock. Yeah. What were some of the biggest lessons you took from mum and dad? I think just always make sure that you don't stop caring about you as a business, you and your family, and you just as a, as a, like a good, strong morals yeah. and make sure that your customers are happy. If they're not, then why? What are we doing wrong? I think maybe, again, yeah, we do take it personally. But, yeah, it's going back to because we, we care a lot. Okay. Um, so just always keep going with, with, you know, being strong and just looking forward as well. Always yeah. look at what, what else could come around the corner because you never know. No, of course. But just look after each other yeah. and then you'll get the best out of the situation, yeah. the best out of your team. Um, but just don't stop caring. No, that's a, uh, it, when you, and you see it from the bigger companies, so, you know, um, they just ain't got the capacity to really care. I know that, you know, everyone says, oh, yeah, we, we, we care about all of our customers, no matter yeah, size. Yeah. And the bottom, the bottom line is if you've got 10,000 customers, there's no physical way that you can go around every single one and give them the attention that they need. No. An SME like, like mm-hmm. cost can, can give. Um, and there's that fine balance when, you, when, you, when you're when you growing because you still want to grow. You want to yeah, be as big as possible, but I say, trying yeah. to keep hold of that site. And, and when a, people ring. Yeah. They ring with their company. They ring. They just tell. Sometimes I don't even tell to us who they are. Yeah. You just kind of have to go. Who's that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I know that voice. Yeah. Because they don't even introduce themselves. Because sure. they won't give you their account number. That's not how we are. Yeah. We know them. You know and they are. You've got that report. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then half the time they have a chit chat to you on the phone, and then at the end of it they go, "Oh yeah, I, I was actually ringing for to place an order." Yeah. But you know so, or we know so much about our our customers. But actually, you're their, you're their ear on the end of a phone as well. Yeah. If they're having a bad day, you'll hear about it first. Yeah, you get, but that's, that, that's a testament to the rapport that you've got with customers, isn't it? Yeah. On the flip side of that, is there a fond moment within the business that you can particularly recall? Like, you know, saying that you really look, I, I gave you an example of ours off, off camera. You know, our, our first seven-figure mm. cleaning contract that we procured, you know, that was... That was a pivotal, you know, there have been several, um, you know, um, taking on our first manager, you know, yep. senior manager, all big moments. Have you got any that you look back fondly on? I think, that sounds like I'm digging my dad out. I'm not at all. But when he finally didn't really come in anymore. Yeah. Because all that done was show us that we're doing this and he's not needed anymore. Yeah. So what everything he's taught us and that we're learning we're, we're doing this yeah. and we're in control of it now. Mm. And that was, that was a long time coming. I think that's probably like three years in the making. Yeah. So from when that actually happened, again, I can't even tell you when that was. It just, just happened. Just a natural yeah. progression. Yeah. So now when he just comes in and has his coffee, yeah. he wouldn't have any idea about the business anymore. Mm. And that's a really weird feeling. But it shows that it's moved, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which, which is what you want. Which is what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. 
because like as we mentioned like my dad is in the business um you know he's got his perceptions of what business should look like how we should mm-hmm. operate and and it's moved and it's moved since then the business you know landscape is drastically different you know you've got to consider culture you've got to consider you know social media tech yeah. you know all that stuff that's got to come in the old school operators yeah. you know they're spitting sawdust let's get the job done don't matter how don't worry about tech we'll just keep it on a piece of paper or a notepad or whatever and it doesn't yeah. function like that now yeah, does yeah. it so it sounds like it was like a bit of a clean slate for you guys to it was start but i think a lot of it we we still do like some of the old school ways because actually do you know what they do work for us it's not broke don't fix it right yeah and we all just get on with it yeah but i think that was that was a big point that all of a sudden we didn't need him yeah because he was he was the face of the business. He was everyone, like all the reps obviously knew him. Yeah. He was a big part. And then now they're having to deal with us. It, you know, that was that was a massive yeah. change. Do you get round to see lots of different reps and suppliers in your role as sales, sales and marketing director? Yeah, so, uh, yes and no. I mean, we kind of, we are in our little bubble. We are. I mean, that's... Is it a case of you've got a core range that you know works, you know your customers like, you know price point is where you need it to be, yeah, margins yeah. are where you need to be, yeah. and we're going to stick within these 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 four walls here? I think so. And sometimes you just keep your ship tight, don't you? You yeah. just... You know it works. Yep. We're never going to be the biggest supplier out there. Do we you have a desire that. to... Or not really? Um, A desire to make sure that we still care and to have a good, solid business. Yeah. yeah. But to become the biggest, best, as in value, no. I think... And that's okay, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think in today's world, yep. we've always got to be perceived to be doing what new things are you doing? What exciting things are you doing? Mm. What are you turning over? It's all... It's, it's funny. too much. Yeah. It's, it's and too it's much. Nine times out of ten, it's funny. Yeah. The cold, hard reality of the cleaning industry, for much as we scream innovation, it hasn't moved in. I've been in it and this might be controversial, and I'm sure, hopefully it is, mm. you know, it hasn't moved, really. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's come on as much as everyone seems to proclaim it has. Yeah. If you've got a core range that you offer that works yeah. at a good price point, that makes money for you, it's good for your contractor, it meets all, you know, regulations, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure we need to go more environmentally friendly, I yeah. understand that, but it hasn't moved on yeah. that much. And if it works, what, why? And we do offer other ranges and that's also fun, but you've sure. still got your old school customers that still like certain things. Yeah. And to then go and upset them, not, we're not ready to do that. We don't want to no, do that. of course. And you've got um, the control over it, haven't you? Yeah. And I think also what is wrong with having a nice, solid business? It doesn't mean you're the biggest. Yeah. But I think from our point of view, because we all care and we do have a good business, yeah. like we, we, we do. Yeah. What's wrong that's, with that? That's refreshing, you know, because I say, and I, I could fall guilty of that sometimes. I do, I do want growth for our business because I think we've got capacity. We've definitely got capacity yeah. to do that, and I, you know, I've got a, a revenue figure in mind that I'd like to get to because I know we can still, we can still bridge that gap between the big guys and small guys, so yeah. we can, but still have that capacity to care. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a cliche, but you know, you know, we're big enough to cope, but still yeah, small definitely. enough to care. I can't believe I said that on camera, but you, you get where I'm coming from. Um, and that's okay. You know, yeah. it's not, it doesn't always have to be, oh, we want to be a hundred million or, yeah, yeah. you know, a janitorial express or well, one of the yeah. you know, buns or whatever it may be. Um, if it's working, you've got a customer base and you're yeah. earning a good lifestyle out of it. You're not bogged down too much with stress. You know, it, and yeah, it I mean, me and my brother both got young children and, you know, my nephews are into football. Yeah. So, 
I saw my dad do it. He'd leave work early, go and watch my brother play football. He'd be the dad at the football matches. My brother's doing that. And it's that balance. I know like, nothing's ever balanced, but it's got to work for the business as well. Mm. You know, that's number one. It pays our wages. But to make sure we're still there for the kids and watching them do things that they enjoy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my brother gets to see his son at his football matches on the afternoon because it, it works well because we've got a good, solid business. Yeah. Um, and if that means he has to get up extra early, go out delivering early to get back, yeah. that's so what we do. Yeah. Have you got any pieces of advice? For, I'm going to ask you just twice over, um, just because of the family scenario. What's your number one piece of advice for anyone that's thinking of going into business with their family? Um, Don't. No, I, I think I'm joking. do it if you know that you can say, say if you had an argument, make sure that you do resolve it quick. Yes. So, so I'm the world's worst. Dad wants to like hug it out straight away. I can't do that. I have to, like, you've annoyed me. I need mm. to just sit and think is about it. Is that a it. female thing? I don't know. Maybe. I think it is. Maybe. My wife does that. I'm like, <laughs> that. I'm like, look, we've had a row. Let's get it so weird. Um, yeah. Gone. So just make sure that whatever happens, you can resolve Get it. it resolved. Yeah. Um, and don't let it affect the business. Yeah. If that's what you're trying to build or you want to build a business, that is your main worry. Hmm. Okay, family is also, but oh, it's hard, isn't it? But make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons yeah. as well. You, um, you do have that. You mentioned it earlier. I think you hit the nail on the head. You've got... The business element of it, mm. but you've also got heart involved in it. Massively, and that, you yeah. know, whereas if I'm dealing with someone, you know, if I'm dealing with another business owner, I don't know them personally. Yeah. I haven't got a, an emotional connection to them for the want of a better phrase. So it's a little bit more black and white. If I upset them, I'm not as bothered. Or if we have a fallout, it, you know, it, it is mm. what it is. Wherever if you've got someone that you're emotionally connected with, it yeah, makes yeah. it a lot more difficult, doesn't it? Yeah. But maybe, yeah, but maybe again, because... Dad only worked for like one other person before. Yeah. I've only worked for one other person before. So maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's not the right answer. But yeah, just don't stop caring yeah. as well. I think as soon as you stop caring, maybe it's not the right thing for you anymore. Or mm. yeah, don't stop caring. And the same question again, but for anyone, forget the family element, you know, it's thinking about going into business, you know, wants to start their own business because, you know, we've got people that watch that are in the industry or, or whatever. I get surprisingly, you know, lots of messages offline of people that are saying, oh, you know, I had one recently, you know, oh, I've seen your podcast, I've seen some of your guests, I want to start my own business, I'm not quite mm -hmm. sure how to go about it. Again, what would be some advice you would give someone that's looking to start a business? And that could be in the janitorial supplies, it could be, you know, cleaning in general. Yeah. I think take your time as well. Don't think you've got Good. to be this big superstar business overnight because it, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it, it does. Some people do. But also research that business idea and get, if you're going to bounce ideas around, bounce them around to anybody. And, yeah. and don't always think you're going to be the biggest in everything you do because mm. actually it's fine not to be, but to be a successful business, I think, is to make sure you're doing the right thing that feels right in your heart again yeah. i sound like a hippie no, but no, I, I think it's got to be it's got to feel right yeah um and yeah again just don't stop caring about what you do whatever that is i think i think you've raised a fantastic point um you know about 
you don't have to, everyone that aspires, oh, I want to be, you know, this, I want to have that. And it doesn't need to be like that. Like, mm. to be honest with you, and I kind of play this all the time, depends what mood I'm in, to be honest yeah. with you, Hannah. It's like, I could quite happily have my business as it is now, mm. earn a good living, probably free up some more time because I'm not trying to do that growth piece. Yeah, yeah. And and truth is, probably be a little bit more, less stressed, more happier, yeah. more present when you're with children and yeah. family members and things like that. And that's okay, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think also where we are personally, young children, they come with the challenges. You've got nursery drop-offs, school drop-offs, and then you're putting your business head on, then you're being a mum, and then you're making sure dinner's done. Mm. So all those things are part of life. Yeah. And this bit won't be forever. So don't get me wrong, in a few years when they're both at school, I might have more time on, you know, and a bit of a drive to go, no, let's let's make this We're bigger. Yeah. yeah. But it's all relative to what you're doing at that time. Yeah. And it's all got to work mm. for you and your family, yeah. I think, as well. So what's next for Chartway Janitorials? What's the plans? Good customer service, looking after our customers. Always, yeah. I think if that ever failed, then, yeah, I don't think we'd have a business anymore, yeah. if I'm honest, because mm. that, again, is why people come to us. Yeah. Um, keep doing what we're doing and add on, add along the way. Yeah. Um, What's your goals in the future? Sell, exit, staying in the business till someone, till you retire? Hand stay it down in the to business. The kids. Stay in the business would be great, absolutely. Um. I still feel like I'm learning all the time and I still want to learn yeah. about new products and what else is going on out there. And I think, again, being a family business, you do get stuck in your box. Yeah, of course. Um, because you're just busy running the business, aren't mm. you? Yeah. Um, so again, no, I'm up for more challenges and whatever else is going to happen. Yeah. Um, just keep pushing on, whatever that is. No massive dreams and aspirations, just keep going and have a good, solid business. Yeah. If I... Viewers want to find you or look at what you do. Where can they find the website, your social medias and things like yep, that? Yep, so we're chartwaygenitorial.co.uk. Kent-based. Kent-based. Which is what we like. Yep, um, nice and local. Yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah on social media yourself? Uh, LinkedIn, yeah. I'm on. But apart from that, no. Don't bother. Again, rubbish with that as well. Well, again, I think it leads into what we were saying. I think the you know, key takeaway for me today is I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a billionaire overnight. Preferably, um, you know, and the, the bottom line is that's not what it's all about, really, is it? I think I say for me across the board in the cleaning, hygiene, janitorial and all of it, I think service is the only separator. We can all go on about, you know, these fantastic innovations, fantastic chemicals. We've got these fantastic pieces of kit. You can't deliver it. Uh, yeah. It's spot on. I yeah. think it's, you know, it's all, you know, we're both sales people effectively. And um, that's all it is, is sales stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're not delivering on the, sure, then bits and pieces help. Yeah. But it's about the service on the ground. I think that's the number one separator yeah. between a good and bad cleaning company. And uh, what is wrong with being a family run company? Nothing. Um, it's definitely helped us, yeah. you know. I think also like sending in my brother, sending in my dad or sending in my mum. Mm. I like that. Yeah. So. We've had, um, just before we close, one, um, do you, I don't suppose it's much of an issue. For, it might not be an issue on your side of the fence. We, um, some customers, especially as we get bigger, if they sit, say like dad goes in mm. and he jump on a machine with a, one of the cleaners or whatever and he's helping out 
operationally, like yeah. down on the ground. I suppose a similar example would be if you went out doing yeah. the delivery. I have I have had customers, usually bigger customers, mm. frown upon that. Really? Do yeah. you have much of an issue with that? I don't suppose it might be just a different market. We get more, oh, uh, if dad's gone out in the van because we've sent him out yeah. just with one of the boys even just mm. to just to get him yeah, out of the office. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we, we saw Mick today. Yeah. Oh, what's he doing out? Why is he allowed out? Yeah. But it's more of a talking point. Sure. But I know, I do get what you mean. We have had it. We have had, it's not seen, it's not, you know, in a bigger, because they come from a big corporate company. Yeah. Why would the MD go out? Yeah, sure. Like that's not his job. But no. why? Why can't it be? Why can't he go out and do see, that? I don't see how you keep rapport without doing that. And how? Yeah. How do you see what's going on? Like if you didn't go, if you didn't talk to your customers, and you, your dad didn't, you know, and and, no, and your brother didn't go out doing the deliveries. Yeah. I go out doing, in the van. I go out. I like it. You, you, then you lose touch. Yeah. Double a bit of a double-edged sword. That one, isn't it? I think probably as businesses get bigger and bigger. It's then you're getting in, you know, new people into new roles yeah. because, as you said, you're scaling. But, yeah, you get – what point do you get to where you go, do you know what, we, we're comfortable where we are. Hmm. Um, and like you said, with your dad going out, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. Think I think it adds a personal touch. Um, but like you say, I, I But he's the knowledge, right? So yeah. actually – so. Him going out and doing that, do they realise that they've got the best man on the job there? Mm. Like, that's great. Yeah. But it's just what people perceive. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's a perception thing as well. Yeah. As long as they, as long as back to, as long as you're delivering the service you need to, I think that's the only thing you need to, any company needs to worry about, getting yeah. the service right on the ground. Um, it's been interesting to chat to someone that's, uh, you know, in a family business and I've enjoyed it. Have you ever days. chucked a stapler at your dad though? No, I haven't. I I'll be honest with you. Not, not yet. I mean, to be fair, we... <laughs> You know, we don't have much of a crossover now. Um, we did in the early days, and usually when we're in a reactive state, so when we're firefighting, everyone will jump yep. in and get involved. But it's like a dog pile. It's like, you know, the issue's there. Yeah. Everyone jumps on top of it, but then it, the issue doesn't really get resolved. We just need to get better at, this is what you do, this yeah. is what you do, and keeping it that way. But I'm the worst for it, because yeah. as soon as something goes wrong, I'm, you know, I'm there to try and get yeah. it done. And again, that goes just yeah. that just purely goes back to to you caring isn't yeah. it um you're gonna get any any recruitment coming up soon or anything like that or who knows yeah who knows honestly i couldn't even tell you like we just i think we just keep going and whatever kind of comes across we we then deal with Do it. maybe that's wrong I no no know. i think that's the I, I think that's the best approach we're, we're like that you know it took us two years to get you know actually go right and usually when it's usually when we're in a desperate state that we go right actually we're gonna get someone in that in that role um i say we've got our first senior manager which is great and that's yeah. proving good but like i say you've only got to take i i find generally everyone i spoke to nine times out of ten they're just taking each day as it comes and making it up as they go along yeah and really. it's great to have big plans it is but also we're just looking after it as it as it is now and making sure that we still got a great business yeah um and we're okay with that. Yeah, and that is okay. So we'll put uh, Hannah's details down in the description below. So if you guys want to check out Chartway, you can. Hannah, thank you for coming thank over and spending some time with me today. That wraps up another episode, guys. If you're looking on watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button for us. And if you're listening to us on audio, make sure you follow along because that is really helping. We're getting some fantastic numbers and we want you guys to keep checking in. So that wraps up this week's podcast and we will see you on the next one.